Welcome to this edition of the Million Dollar Mastermind Podcast. This is where we pick the brains of high achievers from all walks of life and get their hard-earned, real-world insights on winning. I'm your host, Larry Wydell. When you uh, came through those things, what did you... I know when I was uh, in construction and we went through the global meltdown in the early... uh, 70s and uh mainly because of the oil crisis and between me and you you were gone by then right early 70s okay so you won't be offended by this but i know that the the oil the oil crisis i've told i've always blamed the president jimmy carter for screwing up the uh the oil policy but uh someone has has made a passionate argument was really goldman sachs But uh, anyway, whoever was responsible, people couldn't get financing. I was in the construction business and nobody was selling houses because they couldn't get a loan. And, uh, you know, so that put me out on the street. And I said, you know, my response to that was, I will, I'm going to change industries. I will never, you know, I'm an idiot if I let myself go out and be in a position where somebody can do that to me again. You know, and I don't know what I've got to do. I don't even know what that means to say that, but I'm going to figure out uh, how I could get a position. And for the first thing, you know, where, th- where that won't happen to me again, where uh, something, you know, I go about my day controlling what I could, you know, make myself indispensable, like you said. But, you know, the one thing I did not have an extra five minutes a day for was to keep up with the worldwide oil production and, uh, you know, economic policy in the Middle East. And so as a result, uh, I got screwed. And so, and that had nothing to do with anything that I did. Everything was excellent in our end. People just could not get funding, you know, for houses. And so I said, I'm going to get in a different industry. You know, Mm -hmm. this roller coaster is not going to happen to me. What did you say to yourself when you, uh, you went through those kinds of uh, traumatic experiences at a you know a pretty young age you know formative time in your the prime of your life uh what did you what were you what was going off inside your head uh look i think uh, it was really just taking it one day at a time i mean you, you think about a you know, a mountaineer who's climbing a mountain they, they don't think about summiting when they're when they're just uh, climbing up first few uh, ledges and and it, it, it sort of felt like that it's like the marathon runner you, you don't think about the finish line in, in your first mile uh, and and it felt sort of like that. We we were kind of going through a marathon, and it was just taking it one day at a time. You know, constantly. You know, the, it felt like there were, you know, financial bombs going off left, right, and center, and fires popping up all over the place. And and it was really just a case of uh, just getting through it day by day. Uh, there, there was really no, there was no grand plan or grand vision. It was just uh, it was just showing up every day and and doing what needed to be done. What did you? Uh, what kind of skill set did it, uh, you know, did you realize you were really good at, you know, as you were thinking about, come, as you're coming out the other side of this thing and thinking about other places you're going to go, what kind of skill sets had you developed that really made you unique, made you indispensable? I mean, just resilience, grit, just, just being able to grit, grit my teeth and, and get it done. 
um, I think was useful in, in that phase. But what, what I found really kind of made, made me look successful was I, I, I had an eye for talent and I, I think I just had a, a, a knack, just, just, a, just a natural knack for getting the best out of people. And what about grit? Where did the grit come from? Uh, I mean, it's probably due to my martial arts training, I would think. Uh, you know, martial arts have been a part of my life for, for most of my life. And, you know, that that teaches you a certain degree of persistence. Um, again, martial arts, there's, there's always someone better than you. There's always someone bigger and stronger and tougher. Uh, and that, that, I think, does help to build resilience and, and grit and, and persistence. Well, you also appear, you come across as someone that is not... Uh, that is very hard, very grounded, let's say, and very, you would be very hard to get unbalanced in the ring. It would seem like that, uh, you know, and it would seem like in a business situation, crisis comes in, you know, uh, warheads uh, come through the window and blow up, that you're not the kind of person that is likely to panic and lose control. And has that, that is something you're conscious of? It's something you're con- conscious of initially. Um, you know, Mike, Mike Tyson's got that famous quote: "Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face." And and you know, when when you've done a bit of sparring and and you know, I, I did a little bit of amateur boxing as well. You 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 just realise the truth of that statement. But um, kind of the more it happens to you, the more the more you get used to responding rather than reacting. And yeah, I think it's something that can be trained. Uh, it, it is, yeah, it, it's something that is very conscious initially, but the more you do it through repetition, it becomes somewhat more automatic. And the first step, the thing that's disconcerting about that is you're stunned, you know, bam, uh, something you didn't think could ever happen, shouldn't have ever happened, did happen. And now you got, you know, and you, you know, your head is spinning. You know, and your assumptions that you've been operating on all of a sudden, maybe your key person went wrong or the fundamentals of the business. Or like you said, Goldman Sachs, uh, their analysts, they gave you all the best advice. And then, boom, you know, you, you, you lose money along with everybody else. But when you're you're hit by a thing like that and you're stunned, how do you come out of that stunned initial jolt? Because when people are running businesses, they go through these things all the time. You just like, uh, there's a good friend of mine. He says, a how-to book. He said, it's really ridiculous to get real detailed on a how-to book about business and life and everything because it's different every day. And somebody can tell you what they did. You know, what? Uh, uh, it's like in my business, you know, in terms of uh, recruiting, training, developing organizations and things like that, people would have a lot of success and everybody around the country would want to go into their office and learn their system. And I used to laugh at him and said, this system that he's telling you is what, first of all, it's what he thinks uh, he's doing and all his people are doing. But most of that stuff, he's taught them, they've heard it, and they're really doing a whole lot of different things. But he's sitting up over here and he thinks they're doing it this way. And so that's one thing. And because people can't even copy, so you know you want to copy someone else's. It's really hard to just copy someone else. Even even a script you read, you know, it's like a song. You know, I have songs that bands cover, and all it comes out different. You know, they don't sound the same. You can tell, and so people put their personality and energy and everything into it. But the uh, uh, when you 
you go out there, and the, the other thing that happens is people develop. Somebody's really good having got things working. Well, their system is evolving. And so by the time you go and visit them and copy their system and maybe take a few weeks or months to install it, they've gone on and they're doing something completely different. And so it's good to get some ideas, but you're going to have to be in charge of developing your own life and organizing your own life past a certain point. Nobody can give you that perfect formula for how to always invest in the stock market. And I know you've, you're an expert on that, but you get, you know, there's so many variables. You're going to have to, you're going to have to think for yourself. And, you know, I'm sure that uh, uh, that's something you emphasize over and over out there. You know, you can teach fundamentals, you can show strategies and everything, but at some point you've got to get comfortable enough, study enough to where you can pull that trigger and trust your own decisions. And so as you got out there and you went out there in the world, why did you shift to Citigroup? Well, it's fair to say that by the end of the global financial crisis, I, I you know, I'd, I'd seen some of the uh, less pleasant aspects of uh, you know, the, the culture that, that yeah. uh, I've been involved in, and you know, I was just ready for a change. And and City City Group was offering a move to to Singapore. I'd, I'd never lived or worked in Asia before, and yeah, I just thought, why not? You know, they 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 kind of they approached me. They you know, they made a made made the offer look pretty attractive, and uh, I thought the the opportunity to live and work in Asia for a few years was appealing at the time. So, how has that turned out? Well, it's turned out really well. I mean, I I'm still in Singapore. I'm, I'm married to a Singaporean lady, and uh, life's good. And so, what what was the culture shock shock like moving like that? Yeah, it's tough because you um. All of the personal capital that you've built uh, goes back to zero. You know, when, when you've been in an organisation for a number of years and you've got a, you know, a relatively senior role, a visible role, people know who you are. You you can get things done just by the amount of personal capital you've built up. And then when you start somewhere new, even though you might be on a an equivalent sort of level in terms of, you know, hierarchy. You've got to build your personal capital back from zero, and then that's that's somewhat humbling um, because you can't just pick up the phone and, and get things done. You've got to build your rebuild your reputation, rebuild relate relationships, uh, and and yeah, it takes time. Now, when you, taking over, is, are there entre, entrepreneurial aspects to taking a position with an existing big global? Company Citigroup was one of the biggest companies in the world around that time, and uh, you know I'm sure their operation in Singapore was they had teams and people and they were probably pretty well established. But when you went in, uh, now it's going to be a new deal, and so is that similar to starting a uh, new entrepreneurial operation to kind of pull the team together, get vision. Uh-huh. Nothing like it at all. I mean, the big banks, they talk about, you know, this is your business, you're running your business, and that they use that term a lot, but it's it's nothing like it. I mean, it, I, I, I thought I knew a thing or two about how to run a business from my experience in the banking sector, uh, but when I started running my own businesses, I, I realized a <laughs> completely different ballgame. Uh, when you're working within a, a, a huge bureaucracy, there is just so much admin and support behind you, uh, and when you haven't got any of that, Plus, you don't have the brand or the business card. Uh, yeah, running your own business is, is is a completely different game. 
and the unlimited financing and, and yeah, all of that, yeah. all of that. Uh, so, uh, as you, how long were you there before you decided I'm going to get a business of my own? And how, how did you transition to, to having your own businesses and being on your own? Yeah, look, I mean, it, it's, I guess I got to my mid 40s and I, yeah, I call it midlife crisis or whatever you want, but uh, I, I just I started asking myself, what am I doing with life? Or what is, what is my marginal contribution to society? And I, I didn't like the answers I was coming up with because really all I'd done in my corporate career to that point was help people who were already extremely wealthy stay that way or become even wealthier. And I, it left me feeling pretty empty. You know, I, I really didn't think, I didn't want that to be my, my mark or my legacy. And so, yeah, talking to a few people, I, I, I realized that I've, I've built a skill set here and I could teach this skill set to people who could really benefit from it. People who are still trying to work their way up the first few rungs of the, you know, the wealth ladder, if you will, uh, rather than working with people who are, you know, to all intents and purposes have already made it. So it really just became about how do I, how do I build something? How do I build a business where I, I can teach people the essentials of finance and how to how to make money, how to accelerate your wealth creation, how to create a new income stream, um, and and deliver that, and and at the same time let people know that I exist. Uh, these are all sort of the, the initial challenges you're faced with as a as a as an online on, entrepreneur. So, what were your first steps? Well, my first steps were. I guess just distilling what it is people need to know. That um, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of smoke and mirrors in finance. Uh, Wall Street has concocted uh, its own jargon, its own vernacular, which is uh, often intended to to confuse people and yes. and give the yes. give the appearance of uh, of information asymmetry. Oh, you know, we we know what we're talking about. You don't. You're, you're an outsider because you don't right. get. This you need me as an expert. Yeah. Yeah, and and um, it, it's it's finance is often made out to be. I mean, finance can be extremely complex, but but it doesn't need to be. Uh, and really, my mission was to make it as simple as possible, but no simpler. You know, taking right, uh, <laughs> taking inspiration from Einstein there, and and then work on a way to to deliver it to people. And so, how did you see that? How did you distill that? And then, how did you uh, go forward with? building a business for that. Well, and another thing that I've I realized about myself at this time is that I've I've always loved teaching. Um, you know, I, I I loved and appreciated working with some wonderful martial arts instructors and I, I became a, a Jeet Kune Do instructor myself. So I'm a, a certified Jeet Kune Do instructor. And um, even, you know, I realized when I was learning to kite surf a few years ago, uh, look, I'm a terrible kite surfer. I've got no business teaching anyone how to do it. But as I was learning, I was actually thinking to myself, how would I how would I teach someone how to do this? How would I explain what I'm doing to somebody else? And I, I've always loved this uh, imparting of knowledge. And I, I think one of the most rewarding things I've found is when you see the light bulb go off in somebody's head, when, when the penny drops, you see them get it. I, I just find that incredibly rewarding. And for so, people, people who don't know like me, Jeet Kundo is J-E-E-T-K-U-N-E-D-O. And I assume that's a form of martial arts. Yeah, that's that's the martial art that Bruce Lee developed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Bruce Lee, he was uh he was he was a well, he was an amazing martial artist, but he he developed his own martial art 
that he called Jeet Kune Do, the way of the intercepting fist, uh, which is sort of a, a hybrid of uh, Kung Fu, fencing and, and Western boxing. And can you, is, is that something you continue to improve on your entire life or do you reach a level and that's pretty much it? Uh, you, you, you always learn, you always improve, you always change. Uh, it's, it's like, it's like trading. Uh, you, you, you never stop learning. You never get stale. Uh, <laughs> there's always someone or something that can teach you a lesson. Uh, and, and usually the, the biggest lessons come just when you think you've, uh, you, just when you think you know it all. Thanks for listening to the million dollar mastermind. If you felt there were any valuable takeaways from this episode, please take a minute and leave us a five-star review. Your feedback is important and really helps us get the word out to a wider audience. Remember, we have a valuable webinar that is absolutely free. Register for it right now at whitealanwinning.com. Thanks for listening.